of the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus does not give a date. He does not give a time. But what he does say, if you keep reading in the 31st verse, so likewise, ye when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh. Did you read that? Let me read it out of my Bible. So likewise, ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. The kingdom of God is near. When you see these things, when you hear these things, but it does not give a date. It does not give a time, but it does know, it does say, be ye also ready. Because you don't know the date and you don't know the time when the Son of Man shall come. But he said, one thing you know, that it's nigh. Can I get a help in here? One thing you'll know is that it is nigh. And so he said he compares it to the fig tree when the summer comes and the fig tree blossoms. It brings forth its kind. He said, just as when you see the summer come, then you understand and know that the fig trees are getting ready to to blossom. He said, just like when you see these signs of the time, know that I'm not far behind. And of course, we're here today to know that the end did not happen. Our text today or our topic today, the three questions that the Jehovah Witness asked Jesus. Of course, at the end, it did not happen. Russell followers changed their story to say, well, we really didn't mean the end of time was coming. But we meant to say that perilous times will come. And then two years later in 1916, Russell died. Then after that prophecy came the succeeding president, Joseph Rutford. And uh, that is spelled with R-U-T-H-F-O-R-D. Shifted his prophecy from loose gospel to the revelation of John. And the seven churches of Asia. And his theory, we again uh, predicted the end of the world with a twist. And he included the period of Armageddon. And that God reigning over Satan and with forces be led by Jesus uh, would be happening, you know, the forces rather to be led by Jesus. And he received that from uh, Revelation 1 and 1. And when you look at Revelation 1 and 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him. To show unto his servants things which shortly, must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angels unto his servant John. The things shortly to come to pass. Rutherford preached this and even attached time periods to it. And it did not come to pass and he died in 1942. And so now you have it. Prophecies that had not come to pass. 
and that were fully taught out of context, a revised version of the Bible from its original context transferred and rewritten as the New World Translation. Brother Charles, are you staying with me? The New World Translation of the Holy Scriptures. And number three, a rule and distinction to promote literary, literary pro- propaganda rather than Hebrew biblical texts. And if you look at actually the New World Translation, I want you to hear me, that the Jehovah Witness Bible that they use as the New World Translation was translated by five men. Albert Schroeder, George Genghis, Fred Franz, Nathan Noah, and M. Henshaw. And out of the five, only one of them had Hebrew and Greek teaching. And he only had it the first two years of college at the University of Cincinnati because he dropped out in his sophomore year. The other four had no Hebrew taught, no Hebrew experience, no Hebrew training, and also had only a high school education. So why, what, 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 what excitement do I have? And what eagerness do I have to read a translation? And you all don't even know Hebrew and Greek. You haven't been taught. Normally when you look at a Bible or the New Living Translation or the ESV Bible, they have pages and pages of teams of doctors and theologians and schools where they've studied for years because they want to get it right. But for five men rewrote this what they call New World Translation with no Greek Hebrew experience. There is no other translation known to man that has been traced more accurately than the Hebrew text, the Bible, the Hebrew translations of the Bible. There is no other form of God's truth that has been produced that can nullify the Bible. And today, I want to ask the question that the Jehovah Witness would ask Jesus if he or she had the opportunity. Y'all praying with me? The first question that he or she would ask Jesus is, Jesus, are you the Son of God? Are you really the Son of God? Let me ask you, let me ask you this, Jesus. We believe, uh, we believe that Christ is the Son uh, of God, but, but he is inferior to him. Uh, and, and, and Christ was the first of God's creation. Well, let me nullify that with, with one notion here, uh, one truth in the Bible, that Christ was not created. Christ was a part of creation. John 1 and 3 says all things were made by him. And without him was nothing made that was made. 
Now, if all things was made by him, he does not just coexist, but he is co-eternal with God. Uh, yes, he's the son of God. He existed with his father. He does not coexist, but he is co-eternal. He does not uh, create him, but he is eternal. He is the first and the last. All things were made by him. John 8 and 58 said, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham, before Abraham was, I am. Now notice that he said, he didn't say, before Abraham was, I was. But he said, before Abraham, God, I'm getting happy off my own preaching. Before Abraham was, I am. Which means he was, he is. And he will be. Ephesians 3 and 9 picked it up and said, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world have been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Can I read it again? Which from the beginning of the world have been hid in God. The mystery hid in God. Did you get that? The mystery.